Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Uh, Joe's I, muted again. Yeah, my name is Joe Oltman. That's right. It's just going to happen every single time. <laughs> well. Uh, so we do have a special guest. Um, yeah, my so this voice is... is starting. My voice is starting to come back, and now I'm feeling like I'm losing again. So <laughs> I'm probably going to let you guys do most of the talking, but I'll chime in a little bit. Um, so why don't you well, go ahead and introduce our special guest? Yeah, so so let's first talk about the fact that the reason why we're de- digging into Dave Hancock, it's a pretty interesting conversation to have because Dave Hancock is the handler for um, Kyle Rittenhouse. And we, we know the history if we go back to when Dave Hancock just showed up. Um, that was way back when he was in um, involved with uh, Lynn Wood and uh, um, uh, General Flynn and Sydney when they had the powwow at the Tamatli way back in uh, November, December, or even before that. I think it was in August and September. So it was even before the election and because um, they were dealing with the Kyle Rittenhouse issue. And so I think it went back to, and again, this guest is going to give us a little bit more into it, but um, it's Gordon Rose. He goes by the name of, um, on Telegram, of Deep State Dave. And I think I'm allowed to say all that, but Gordon Rose is an investigative uh, journalist. He's he's dug in and, and gotten information on some pretty interesting folks. But the reason why we're dig- digging into Dave is because there's been massive attacks that have happened, and Dave's got this nice little colorful history. I know that I've gotten emails from people saying, you better not talk about Dave Hancock. And Max, what do I do when someone tells me I shouldn't talk about someone? Um... Well, based on my experience telling you to not to talk about your legal case, gonna, you, you do the opposite. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. All right. So with, with, um, without wasting any more time, let's bring on Gordon Rose. Gordon, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, you guys. Nice to see you guys. Welcome. Yeah, and listen, you're I guess you're at a conference right now, so we just decided to grab you to go through this stuff. And there's been a bunch of information that you've put out there on your Telegram channel. But give us a yeah. kind of an overview. Let's start at the top. Who is Dave Hancock and why is this important? Why is it an important conversation to have? For sure. Yeah, so David Hancock is a, for lack of a better description, is a, de- a disgraced former Navy SEAL who was compromised a long, long time ago for financial uh, improprieties while he was a Navy SEAL. And what he with uh, was fundraising for other dead see that uh, his superiors did, that they discovered had financial improprieties tied to it. So he lost his trident while he was an active deal, of course. Uh, so that's when he first got compromised. Um, what's really interesting about Dave Hancock is he's associated besides, you know, if you go back in history, besides him going in and infiltrating and everything that a lot of people know about from the house case, if they follow Lynn Wood, but years and years earlier, he joined up with another group of mercenaries, right? And part of what I've been exposing on this Telegram channel, Deep State Dave, I originally put up just a couple of months ago uh, as an effort to start tabling evidence I was finding. And it kind of, you know, expanded and blew up quite a bit. And a lot of people are following it now. But um, so, but if you go back in history, uh, David Hancock was originally working directly underneath a guy named Jeff Wobig. Now, Jeff Wobig, as you go back in time, was also tied together with Craig Sawyer, right? Back in 2013, these guys did a TV show together, hunting poachers in Africa, saving the rhinos, right? All this stuff. But what do all these guys have in common? You look at Craig Sawyer. Uh, he's, I just exposed him from embezzling 77000 from the nonprofit he founded, Veterans for uh, Child Rescue. Jeff Wobig is on his board of directors on that same nonprofit. And so how does that lead to Hancock guys? 
all over the years and doing all these NGO things. And they always have financial varieties tied to them. Uh, Hancock was under for three years, right, right at the as he gets out of the seals and somehow gets an honorable discharge, which is a little mysterious, and starts doing cyber breach and cybersecurity operations for Wobig. Now, if you look at Wobig's NGO, it's called, uh, uh, pull it up here, Global Accuracy, LLC. Now, Global Accuracy has been in existence four years prior to when Wobig left the seals, right? What did Dave Hancock eventually, once he got booted out of Lynn Wood's property, is he breached the fightback system and stole that donor list, right? So so there's a lot of nefarious if you go back in time. There's so much material to this. If any of your audience is interested in tracking that, you can go to the State Dave Telegram page. and I've tied in paperwork about 10 years showing all these buildings together, both so government capacity and offline as NGO. All right. So so that, that brings me to, I mean, there's a couple of other things that kind of came up through all this, right? The um, there's He has a partner currently. So there's Dave Hancock. He has a partner currently who is wanted by the Dominican Republic authorities, correct? Puerto Rico. Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Puerto Rico, so, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, Puerto Rico. So... If you if you follow the paper trail and how I found a lot of this this paper was I in some research and doing some tricks I know online and, and to find documents, government documents that are that are there. You just need again, need to know how to find them. There was a submittal package given to the Puerto Rican government with a lot of these characters in there showing um, their body of work and, uh, you know, their kind of their history. All right. And this guy you're asking about is. You know, when you look at the Puerto Rico company, there's there's three companies, right? So I've already explained she had all this activity with Wobig and Sawyer and then Hancock coming in under Wobig, you know, working for his NGO for three, three and a half years. And right when you come out of that in 2017 in Puerto Rico, all of a sudden you have another NGO getting opened up called Fortress Maritime with David Hancock, a guy named Jordan Molak, um, Leonard Toon, right? These are all... Uh, uh, ex-special ops guy. And then the guy you're asking, which is a guy named Aaron Vick. Now, Aaron Vick did a deal of COVID testing kits for $38 million. So what he did is he, or tried to, sell $30 million worth of COVID test kits to the Puerto Rican government for half of the market price. They got caught red-handed doing this $38 million scam. Well, he's wanted right now by Puerto Rico for a $200,000 bail and he's basically hiding out stateside, hiding behind lawyers, saying, hey, I shouldn't be extradited, claiming constitutional protections. But here's the ironic thing, is the guy that he got busted with, this Maldonado, was the exact same government official that Dave Hancock and Aaron Vick did, government, uh, did, did contracts with before the Puerto Rico scam. Aaron Vick signed documents under the control of David Hancock for other deals, yet Aaron Vick guy taking the fall million dollar covid scam it's all the same actors so hancock seems sort of from a from a higher level if you know what i mean by that you know he, he's getting okay. in and out of nefarious egg. so 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 i want to take it back a little bit why why does dave hancock yeah. have a interest in kyle rittenhouse how, how did he go through all of this well, stuff to become a handler sure. for for Kyle Rittenhouse. I mean, I, I do a lot of things. I can see why Lynn did what he did, right? Standing up, raising $2 million. I can see what fight back stood in the gap of, of trying to help on a, on the second amendment issue. But, but why would a person become the handler of an 18 year old and then parade that 18 year old around the country who had just killed two people? And, and look, I think he killed him just, I think it was a justifiable shooting. But I think parading them around the nation right now as, as some sort of, you know, hood ornament, I think is the wrong, it sends mm -hmm. the wrong message. Across the country, it sends the wrong well, message. Yeah. Well, to answer your question, Joe, David Hancock got engaged with Kyle Rittenhouse because opportunity mm -hmm. came up. Right. Right. Um, the, 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 uh, the COVID scam was exposed by the Puerto Rican press in April of 2020. 
So as Jordan and Aaron and, and David Hancock all boogie out of Puerto Rico, they get referred into Lynn Wood's um, property in his life by Jeff Wolbig, right? The initial character I was telling you about. What they were referred into was to do security for Lynn, cybersecurity checks and things like that. And as Dave is at in Linwood's life, the Rittenhouse uh, incident in Kenosha, you know, goes down. Right. And um, that, you know, that's how that started. So it was it initially started with John Pierce, Linwood, and David Hancock working together to help Kyle Rittenhouse. And but, when but, but he then exited, all those guys got kicked out. I mean, all those guys. So John Pierce got got fired, and right. then Linwood became the demon. And, you know, we're going to, I think, Mr. Producer, we, we have the clip for the, the Tucker Carlson thing as well. Do we not have that? We do not have that. Okay. Uh, you know, there's a part in the Tucker Carlson interview, which I thought was interesting. He's looking yeah. off camera. And, yeah. and he comes back and he looks at, at Tucker Carlson. I can get it in like two minutes. All right. Let's see if we can find that. And I thought it was interesting because he, he comes out in, in that interview or the one after it. I think it was the one after it where he says, I don't believe in election fraud. So he became an ibit. So, so my, my problem with David Hancock is, is that all the guys in these ops intelligence communities that are, that are useful idiots to create chaos and, and disrupt any sort of progress uh, related to election fraud or um, maybe just getting back to having a semblance in our society, they all seem to follow the same pattern as David Hancock. Am I wrong? No, a lot of them do. You know, they infiltrate become the protector and they influence right right um cock is absolutely a definitive step that's his job i don't say that's his job because it's conjecture i say that it's his body of work okay so i mean he started sabotaging wood way before all this went on and to answer your question though, why is he controlling kyle rittenhouse the way he is able to control kyle rittenhouse the way he is well my belief is if you look at David how he captured the flag if you will or got control of Kyle was shortly after John Pierre and, and, uh, and David Hancock broke off from fight back not too long after that I had to expose John Pierce for trying to pawn the bond the two million dollar bond he, he asked did. me to get him a yes he asked me to get him a loan through a banking contact and I had to disclose that to the public because that was unethical at that time, David Hancock encouraged me, says, yeah, let's get rid of John Pierce. Let's get him completely out of the picture. And ever since that happened, Dave Hancock has either sabotaged things that would help Kyle Rittenhouse or, or blame things on other people. I'll give you a good example of that. Get specific. The Pudgies incident, right? Everybody's heard about that thing. Yeah. Which is, and seen that, okay, with the alleged white power symbols and all that. Well, to your point, right around the time of the Tucker interview, right after that, uh, Mark Richards, the criminal defense lawyer for Kyle, goes on law and crime and says, oh, John Pierce was fired because um, of the Pudgies incident, right? Well, that's, that's not, not true, true at all. No, David Hancock, if you read the New Yorker article from six months earlier, was sitting in the corner of the bar controlling the environment. Now, you can't tell me a 15-year Navy SEAL Team 5 guy that's trained in the uh, art, art of warfare know exactly who's coming through the door and what to do and what not to protect Kyle's. You also look at how he sabotaged Robert Barnes, the famous attorney, who marshaled together a huge defense team, and at the last minute booted him out of the defense team because I had filed a lawsuit, right, to expose some fraud in the case itself. Hancock gets rid of him. So every move Hancock made along the way, big moves, were all to actually sabotage Kyle Rittenhouse. My belief is that, that Hancock was sabotage the, the verdict. I believe that they wanted a guilty verdict. I believe that in the higher elevation, they wanted to leverage the Kyle Rittenhouse case as an ultimate dividend for gun control. Why do you see the manipulation of Kyle himself by his handler, David Hancock? Kyle Rittenhouse is absolutely being by a professional, career-long, deceptive warfare guy. I mean, that's what it is. So the, the question everybody should ask is, the, the, what is he going to do to achieve? 
All right, ask that so question Gordon, again. You broke up there. Gordon, we're, we're having a hard time with your with your hotel wireless. So I just texted you a phone number. Oh, okay. Because um, ah, okay. it's, it's coming in a little choppy. So yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna oh, take okay. you down, and if you can call in, do audio, just because we want to okay. make sure we can hear everything. And we'll take a snapshot of him real quick, so we can have a picture of him. Yeah. Make sure we have a picture where that is. We'll snapshot you. I think they're snapshotting right, cool. you. All right. So. All right. So I'll hang up and I'll call back. <coughs> yeah, because we want yeah, you to call back in. We great. have a bunch of clips to go through, and a bunch of things we want you to explain. I think they're okay. all numbered, right? Are they all numbered, Max? Yeah, I. They yeah, should be. I in. I numbered them, yeah. Okay, right. good. So, so Max, that uh, you said you texted me that, that number. Yeah, I, I texted you a number eight 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 four four one 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 two one. It's our okay, public cool. line. I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Awesome. All right, I'll call. Right. All right. So as we walk through this, there's one thing that I learned with the. Um, I learned. We can t take him off real quick, Mr. Producer. That I learned in the intelligence community, and that is divide, conquer. Earn trust, confuse, control, right? Divide, conquer, earn trust, confuse, control. And so the, the whole idea is that they want to keep the, the, all the balls on the, on the table moving at all at the same time. And what's interesting is that there's this thing called lemon ginger ale, this uh, woman, man, I don't know who they are, but they, uh, she sends me, I think it's a she, you don't ever know, it could be just David Hancock, sends me all of these, these text messages saying, oh, you need to check into this, and this is the truth. And so I said, listen, I'll have a conversation with David Hancock. Send him my way. I'll have a conversation with him. Now, this is way back when, before I even know, knew who David Hancock was. I just knew he was involved in the picture for Kyle Rittenhouse. But I always thought it was interesting that David Hancock gets kicked out of the defense team at Tamatley. He's at Tamatley to help out in some capacity, never don't really have an idea of how he got there. And then all of a sudden, he ends up going to Kenosha, gets cozy cozy with, with Wendy and Kyle, which means he had to lie to do that because he didn't have any authority and he really didn't have anything to offer. I mean, what was he having to offer? I think we've got Gordon on the phone. Gordon, are you there? Gordon, are you with us? Yeah, I'm back. I'm, I'm back. Can you guys hear me this now? Yes, yeah, so that's better. perfect. Now we can hear everything that you said. We were trying to bring down your your video quality before. I'd rather have your picture up here so we can get a picture up or get that up there as well. So I'm trying to go through the concept behind how Dave Hancock, under what authority or even what experience he would get involved in this at any level with Wendy and Kyle. And frankly, I don't care. If it's just, if it's just, if it's all innocent, but then you dig further into Dave Hancock, doesn't seem so innocent, does it, Gordon? Yeah, no, he's he's a uh, a career long um, con man. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll come out and say it. anything I say. By the way, uh, is is uh, the opinion of Clip Artist Films and and me, the editor in chief of Clip Artist Films. You know, I currently have a lawsuit. I'm suing Hancock right now for 1.5 million dollars in defamation. And I'm also suing the Milo Fund LLC, which is a fundraising arm, for just over a hair of a million dollars. So, you know, I got into a fundraising contract with Hancock, uh, which he, he grossly breached. But, you know, his if you just, again, if you just go back into his history, and I don't know if you have those some of those slides I sent over, but, um, again, you can go back to the inception of when he and Wobig hooked up, which is in 2014, right? Yeah. Um, again, the, the, the deal with him is why is he going to take something over he's not an expert at? In other words, is he an expert at running a criminal defense team? No, no. not at all, right? No. But what he's an expert at, what he's an expert at is lying to people and capturing the flag, right? That's what his job was. His job is to figure out how to either breach cybersecurity or to make sure that people don't breach a client cybersecurity. Um, you know, he, he, he handles human cargo as far as from a protection standpoint. I mean, again, that what the guy, so for, to, for, for David Hancock, when the Kyle Rittenhouse case happened, he immediately jumped on that opportunity, obviously to pull him away and get control of him. By his own admission, he picked him up um, when he got out of jail in November of last year and has been by his side ever since. 
it's actually super creepy when you watch on the different shows how he sits on the sidelines and literally gives him langu- body, uh, body language cues, and Kyle's constantly looking over uh, to, to see what he should say. You know, um, the, the, you brought up, you know, some of the things that they've been, say- they've been saying about Lynn Wood, which are completely so far from reality that one has to ask themselves, why are they, these news stations, why are people taking talking points from David Hancock? Why is the mainstream media advertising David Hancock as the family spokesperson for the Rittenhouses rather than what the truth is, which is a disgraced former Navy SEAL that's getting sued right now for a million and a half dollars for defamation that has uh, committed egregious acts of fraud in the last year in the case? No, the mainstream media doesn't want to report on that because they want to protect him. For what reason? For what reason? Because he's pushing out the talking points that are diminishing people on the good side of the fence, in my opinion, which is, is Lynn Wood. You know, Lynn Wood doesn't lie about stuff. Lynn Wood no. just worships Jesus and tries to find the truth. That's what Lynn Wood does. So his truth is dangerous to them. So they're, so uh, for people paying attention, the, the attacks are obvious why they're doing it, in my opinion. So, so <coughs> I apologize. I'm sick, Gordon. I got a little bit of a... Oh, it's okay. It's called anthraxia. <laughs> Actually, it's anthraxia is that? Uh, oh, okay. I, made oh, it I up. thought it was the new one. I thought we were trying to figure <laughs> out if it's anthrax, and Jovan uh, Pulitzer got it too, and a couple other people got it. So we're just trying to figure out who were, who was at the uh, Reawaken America tour in the back. So in the in the members area, they got sick. Oh, gotcha. But, um, gotcha. I'm I'm looking at some of the things that you sent over that I I want to kind of walk through, and Max I don't know if sure. you, but these are the ones with the free Kyle USA financial audit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's 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 big. Yeah, that's big news coming up soon here. Is that yeah? You guys are looking at those ones. Yeah. So so, so that's an audit being done, right? Well, that yeah. So I'm doing a audit based upon information I've gotten back in from the public. So to kind of unpack that a little bit and give it some, some, some substrate. So when I was hired by the Kyle Rittenhouse defense team as a fundraiser, this was back in uh, May of this year, right? Um, I was emailed a copy of a list and Dave Hancock represented to me that these were opted in donors to the Kyle Rittenhouse universe. Um, my background, Joe, is in the in the telecom world. You know, I used to do a lot of wait, wait, wait. robo dialing. Time text. out, time out. Stop, stop, stop. So Dave Hancock yeah. sent you an email list. Mm-hmm. Well, and no, he had... sent me a calling list. A calling list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But he sent you that yep. list in what month? In May. Uh, yeah, late May, I believe, is is when he sent it over. Mm-hmm. And where did he get it? That's what. That's what's interesting about it. He says these are all opted in donors okay so i had a i had a legal opinion done and you know we started setting up this fundraising effort um and during that process he did some things where he you know he breached the fundraising contract itself later on is i started seeing the sabotage of Lynn wood and really researching that and digging into it it turned out that he didn't create that many opted in donors whatsoever. And that it was obvious that it was a fight back list because I have information now of over 80 consumers, donors, and over 200 separate instances where people were marketed to by Pre-Kyle USA for donations and they never opted in. So this audit that we're doing is there's two sides to this thing. There's TCPA and can spam law, right? You know, that leaves where you can't just, without somebody's prior express consent, you can't just market to them like this, right? Right, no, you so can't. There's, 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 yeah, so there's civil violations there. How do we know those are real? Is because I have over 80 people saying, I was a fight back donor. I, was, I never opted into Free Kyle USA or the Milo Fund. Many of these people are ready to give us a, a sworn statement to that effect. So that's one bucket. But here's the big bucket, where it's my opinion, the young man Kyle Rittenhouse still might do some time. And let me explain. 
if you look, and this is posted on the Deep State Dave uh, page, or I don't know if you guys might have this up as a slide, but there's a, uh, a, a tweet that was put out uh, by, the, by Rittenhouse and team. We'll call it Dave Hancock. This is going to be, here, I'll pull it up here for you guys so I can read what you're seeing probably. So October 22nd, you see that tweet? Is it the, co- we are will forever grateful for your support and generosity, that one? Uh, it should be from that same package. There's quite a few in there. But anyways, on, on October 22nd, Free Cow USA, you know, the defense account, uh, claimed, and this is verbatim, your support has helped Free Cal USA raise $656,000, excuse me, $656,544. We've funded just over 632000 in illegal fees. Now, that's as, as of October 22nd, right, just a little bit before trial. Right, right. Well, over the last couple of months, as I've been getting all these emails in from the, the people going, hey, time out, I never opted in for Free Cal USA. But here's all the emails I got. I've cataloged, Joe, 56 emails in chronology. And when you take into account the amount of money that they profess to raise in the emails, right, to coax the public and to keep playing, with you, and then you add the amount of money I know they raised in other places, because I was part of that, right, involved with it for eight months, they're claiming mid-six figures to the public. I, I'm going to prove for a fact in January they were actually in the seven figures according to their own claims. So w- what that creates now is we have the one bucket of civil violation, but now let's jump into bucket two, where if you're using SMS text to pitch consumers saying, hey, give me money, and I'm representing this is how much money we've raised so far on social media, right? And, and I'm enticing the public to give me more money based on the lies. It's a fraudulent scheme. And if you're doing that with SMS text, that is a wire fraud offense. Well, that's not a small offense. It's a felony. So somebody's guilty of wire fraud, in my opinion. I just don't know if they're going to say it was all David Hancock and Kyle didn't know about it. If Kyle does know about it, Wendy knows about it, which is I wish that the young man would realize that he's 18 years old. And if his likeness and image is being used to scam the public like this, he can't just Bury his head in the sand. He's got a responsibility to shake free and disassociate himself with criminal activity. David Hancock, again, in my opinion, is committing criminal activity based on the evidence I have right now. So I'm packaging all this up after the audit. I'm going to send one package over to SLED, you know, for so they can authorities can do what they want with it there. And then I'm going to turn over all the evidence I have over to the federal authorities. And if they want to pursue a wire fraud case, they certainly can. So, so that leads me, you know, down the path of, you know, and again, I, I think the whole situation with Kyle is very unfortunate. I mean, I support him, mm-hmm. but I think the hit job that happened in Tucker Carlson, his, his show specifically, it goes against everything I think or I thought that Tucker represented. I mean, again, get to the facts, only the facts, only talk about the facts, make sure that the truth is front and center and we don't add anything to it. Now, I know he's not allowed to talk about election fraud, doesn't understand anything about technology. And so to him, he can't mm-hmm. fathom, or he's a part of the problem in seeing how election fraud could exist in our, in, in, in our system, inside the machines themselves. But mm-hmm. we, we look at what's happening with Kyle, and all things seem to lead back to this guy, Dave Hancock. And I'll be the first mm-hmm. to tell you, the more I dig in, personally, the more uncomfortable I become in some of the things that Dave Hancock has done and said, one of which, you know, stealing a list, that's just, that's just icing on the case cake. As far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. how about mm-hmm. just the, the, the other things that you uncovered about Dave Hancock related to r- related to the, the $38 million fraudulent contract in Puerto Rico and the mm-hmm. two partners that he has, the criminal indictment, the civil suit that he currently has that he's facing right now. Um, And then what's even odd is that after the case blew up with his partner on the the health aid side, his other friend, Mm -hmm. Leonard Toon, right? Is it Tooney? Yes, yes, yes. um, Yes. Opened the company doing the same thing. 
Dude, this is the craziest thing, Joe. And this is, I actually just, I mean, dude, I research this stuff eight, nine hours a day sometimes. So you can't, I, I can't pour through this. There's so much stuff I can run into on this. I just found this probably, I don't know, four or five days ago. So Tooney or Tune, I think is how you pronounce it, LT, right? You hear Kyle, if you watch his interviews, he'll always mention LT, LT. That's one of Kyle's bodyguards, right? These are all the Fortress Maritime crew, the mercenaries. Well, what exactly what happened? Uh, what you just brought up, is that he, right after the COVID scam got exposed in Puerto Rico, within 60 days, all of a sudden now, uh, Leonard is selling COVID test kits on Reddit rooms and opens up a company doing the exact same thing. This company is called um, intralogistics.us, right. right? And so what is he doing? Well, if you go and you look, just dig on Reddit a little bit, some other sites, here, I'll quote, I'll quote verbatim. The games are over, ladies and gents. If you say they are real, let's see what you can do. Also sitting on 26 million antigen test kits made in the U.S. for 15.75 apiece. Well, put a pencil to that, Joe. That, that's a lot of millions. Right. So what, what happened was, is did, were they sitting on these test kits, which were allegedly also faulty, and then they had to figure out how to move them? What's also interesting is if you chase now the inception of uh, th- this trade name all the way through on Twitter, he quit. He's after a few months. He he shifts out of intra logistics and is now selling some sort of uh, cryptocurrency on the same thing. So he tried to fade it out and kind of cover it up a little bit, but th- there's nothing to cover up, and it's already out on the internet as we know. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just the, the what's odd to me is how brazen these guys are. Where they're yeah. like, ah, well, that scam didn't work. Let's go to the next one. No, nobody's going to do anything about it. We're not going to get caught. And then now Aaron Vick is taking the fall for everybody. And I hope Aaron Vick whistleblows on his whole intelligence career because a whole other rabbit hole is that he influenced Republican politicians under the tutelage of uh, Tom Rothroth out of Trident Group, the, uh, you know, the era before he showed up in Fortress Maritime. So he was okay. infiltrating the Republican Party on the East Coast. All right. So the, the thing that this reminds me of is is an op. It reminds me of some yep. sort of intelligence op. And the reason why yep. I say that is because it's all too perfect. I mean, how? How do you get Kyle? How do you get Kyle to fall along with it? Everybody says, hey, he's just an 18-year-old. That you know, I said he's an 18-year-old kid. Like, he doesn't understand and somebody said something. It's like he was 18, he, you know, he was, he was good enough that he knew how to handle an AR-15 in a stressful situation and put down two people and, and uh, injure a third. I think to myself, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a kid that probably played a lot of Call of Duty and did, does not understand it. Mm-hmm. But, but the thing that I look at is, the, is where Dave Hancock swooped in, took control of not just Kyle but Wendy as well, probably had other handlers around him, with with David. David does not strike me as a guy that is smart enough to pull the stuff off. He just doesn't. And then we're sitting here with a kid that's being paraded around the country who, frankly, he showed, and we were playing it, Max. Remember when the trial was going, going on? We were playing yeah. it. When he recalled what he did that day, and I don't care mm-hmm. what LeBron James says, right? That was him mortified at the idea that he was replaying that in his brain, the shooting of those men, right? That, that's, mm-hmm. that's not a kid that's stable. And so they're literally taking an unstable kid who literally has not dealt with those demons. He hasn't. Mm-hmm. Say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Being manipulated yeah. by, by Hancock, who has, at best, kind of a, a shady past, at worst, a very fraudulent past, tied to some pretty fraudulent stuff. You know, I, I tried to go in and figure out if he still had his trident. I, w- I was told that he didn't have it anymore. You have proof that he doesn't have it. Is that correct? Yeah, by his own admission. He did a podcast. Well, didn't do a podcast. He sandbagged the podcast about two months ago uh, that Lynn was doing with uh, Jaron Jackson on the Telegram, on Jaron's Telegram. Yeah. And Dave called in, and he was trying to, like, kind of bully Lynn around, and Lynn wasn't having it. And so they had a little impromptu debate. And after about 20 minutes or so, he finally admitted himself. He says, yeah, I lost my trident. I got accused of financial improprieties. But it was a big misunderstanding, and I got it back, and this and that. Well, I've never seen paperwork that he got it back. Right. You know, they don't, they don't take your trident uh, just because. It's not, it's not something they, they do. Uh, Lynn has claimed publicly that he's talked to his, uh, 
his previous chief officer, and, and, and again, allegedly, uh, that he had government credit cards that he was doing bad things with. So, again, it's a pattern here. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just bizarre. To me, the whole thing is bizarre. And what's interesting is from my experience, you know, I worked with the guy for eight months. You know, when I first started on the Rittenhouse case in my role, and I started off as a media liaison, then started doing apparel, manufacturing, and other things. I kept taking on scope as time progressed. And honestly, you know, for the first couple of months, Joe, I saw Hancock as a white hat operator because the pitch I got was like, hey, dude, I'm an ex-Navy SEAL. I'm here to protect Kyle and be his bodyguard. You know, he hit me with all the Lynn Wood lies that I bought into initially, honestly. Uh, and I, I didn't figure out how nefarious he was until I started doing you know, business with them, contract business. And one thing I'll disagree with you on, Joe, is he's a lot smarter than he pretends to be. He pretends yep. to be an idiot. That's part of yeah, one of I would, I would agree. I would agree with that. But see, that's that's an yeah. intelligence. That's something they teach in, uh, yep. in the intelligence community. They teach it. They teach it. Act yep. like you're stupid. Get as much information as you possibly can. Manipulate things. Trip over evidence. Make yourself look like you're yep. incompetent in some areas, but you're a good guy so that people will leave you or mm -hmm. keep you around. Right, that's like straight out of their playbook. I mean, they, they literally right. do that on an ongoing basis. So here we are talking about what looks like the largest op in U.S. history. I believe there are more people working inside of the, the um, patriot movement. Now, this is, this is a bombshell by itself. Listen, you guys are going to listen to Gordon, and we've got a ton of stuff to go over. And he, he brought some receipts in the pictures. But I'm here to tell you that... There are more people working to destabilize and to cause chaos inside of our movement than there are outside shooting arrows at us. Write it here, folks. I agree with that. Wrote it here. It's happening right here. People that get up on stage and they, they say that they're all for the United States of America while they're cutting side deals. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. Have I not seen it? Have I not seen it, Mr. Producer? Once or twice. Let me tell you something. I was in a room watching a guy beg for a pardon by President Trump. It's a true story, isn't it, Mr. Producer? Yeah, and it still blows my mind to this day, considering yeah. the context. I mean, we're on January 6th begging for a, begging for a pardon from, from President Trump, literally, when the whole world is burning down. And I'm thinking to myself, what's the plan? And Gordon, would you, wouldn't you know it? There was no plan. Oh, there was zero negative plan. No plan. <laughs> so well, I think there are a lot of people that are trying to infiltrate the you know you call it the patriot movement, call it what you want. I just call it people that give a crap about our country and want to see the next generation um, gain some ground back, right? Because let, let's let's just call it what it is, man. Since the CIA uh, came into being, right? What was that in the forties? And you just follow the progression of all of it. it. This has been going on a long, long time. Right. Communism infiltration never left our country. It just morphed. And if you look at these actors, the one thing they have in common, they're either, I look at them as a, as a couple of buckets. They're either ideologically communists and they buy into it. And so they're, they're, they're Trojan horses, right? What's the best place to, to be if you're uh, be inside your enemy's camp and control and influence? Uh, the other part, which I think is a great chunk of them, which is what's sad about it, is people are just opportunists. I mean, look at a lot of the quote-unquote, you know, I cover this a lot lately, what I call the conservative uh, industrial media complex, basically, right? You've got a oh, lot yeah. of people that are that out there that, well, oh, look at the left. Look at how they create propaganda and look at how they promote talking points that aren't true. Well, Charlie Kirk, and Jack Posobiec just sat there and stroked Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, Rittenhouse off for an hour while he's completely lying and not challenging anything, bringing him into their event to talk this weekend, doing all, you know, this week. Uh, oh, that, yeah, that's really being an objective uh, media personality. No, not really. You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene sitting there professing to be like, you know, all this this uh, energy she throws out, I'm fighting communism, I'm, I'm fighting the left wing. Well, well, you're also denigrating Lynn Wood, saying he should go to jail because he bailed the kid out of jail? How bizarre is that? So these are all Trojan horses 
that are chasing fame, chasing social media clicks, chasing opportunity, and they're going to go where the wind blows. And in my opinion, the people in the, in the conservative media scene that do this crap are actually in a way worse than, than the left, because at least with the left, we know what to, to expect. They say their ideology loud and proud. I mean, they're basically like, hey, dude, we're, we're going to lie, cheat, or steal to get our objective done, and we're proud of it, right? Well, but what about people that are searching for truth in the conservative movement, and then they, they, they run into more lies? That's, that, that's horrible. Well, and they make it seem like it's so good. They make it seem like it's so convenient, right? And I think Mm -hmm. that's my problem Mm -hmm. is that you have this controlled. You know, I used to call it, you know, in school, I got along with everyone. Like, geeky kids, athletes. I got along with everyone, right? But you had the mean girls, right? And even Mm -hmm. when I I started my career, the first company I worked for, you you had the same thing. It's like this little clique that runs around just trying to ruin people, right? I believe that mm-hmm. the intelligence community has figured that out, and they run around in a big clique with an enormous amount of budget, taking as much mm-hmm. money as they can from the movement because, frankly, they want it to fail. And so if they can take more money from it and more money from the people and have them show up and control them with a controlled opposition message... And what are you likely mm-hmm. to get out of it? You're, you're, likely to, you're likely to be able to soak them, stretch it out as long as possible, not get to the details of it, never get to the end where you show them the, the receipts. And then and you get to mm-hmm. the end, you're like, I'm, I'm here to demoralize you because that's all they're doing. Feed you hopium. That's what the Q movement did. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's all a game to them to destroy our communities. It's all a game. Mm-hmm. And we've fallen for it. Yeah. We've fallen for it. Yeah, it's the ultimate divide and conquer. I mean, it's a distraction. Get everybody to fight amongst each other so the people that are really benefiting from all the conflict get away with it. Because, yeah. and you know, a lot of this stuff is cliche, and we've heard it over and over again, you know, over the years if you study this stuff. But it's like, it is so true. I mean, they, they want everybody to fight amongst each other. They want us to be completely distracted so we don't pay attention to the big picture. You know what I think the big picture is, Joe? I'm just going to come out and say it. You know who Michael Aquino is? No. Okay. You ever heard of Mind War? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Aquino? So, Aquino and Valilay. Aquino wrote a paper in the 80s called Mind War. And what this paper was, in short, was a philosophy that he came up with saying that future conflict should gear towards psyops rather than conventional warfare because the casualties on property and human life would be much less. The wars should take place in the propaganda sphere and in the mind. Well, Michael Aquino was also the founder of the Temple of Set and the most uh, widely effective uh, and known Satan worshiper, public Satan worshiper of the last, you know, era, 50 to 60 years. You know, he was originally with Anton LaVey in the Church of Satan and then broke off. So if you articulate out the Mind War paper from the 80s, and I encourage everybody to study this stuff for themselves, it's readily available online. You can also yeah. find it on the Deep State Dave Telegram. If you look, who, flop, who, who flops in? And Alkino, of course, was under Valilay and DIA. Who flops into DIA in 2012, of course? Mike Flynn. And then you look at what Q is, it's a PSYOP, even by Mike Flynn's own admission to Lynn Wood on that tape recently. So you've got, again, this is just my opinion, you've got the most prolific Satan worshiper and Satan influencer. This is a guy, by the way, Aquino, he got caught red-handed raping kids, raping kids so many times that he had to go and file lawsuits to get it cleared from the record, even though there were so many victims even though those cases got sandbagged so many times. And now you've got Mike Flynn, and I know this is a controversial thing, but I'm a worshiper of Jesus Christ. I know what the Bible tells me. It says to not worship any other gods before him. It's the first commandment. It's when Moses was coming down uh, with the commandments, and what is he looks down and sees the Israelites worshiping the golden calf. He trips out. The commandments hit the ground, right? I think God made a point. No one, nothing, no being, nothing 
not angels, not legions, not rays of light. It's certainly not leading a congregation and reciting a prayer that has been published nowhere except with a definitive occultist satanic leader. And then, and then Flynn gets caught red-handed and his excuse is, oh, it's a Catholic prayer. He tells everybody in the rebuttal video, stop overthinking. Take the over out. He's saying, stop thinking. And I'm almost done to, on this point, which is this. I find it a little funky that the biggest Satan worshiper, biggest peddler of Satan in our government with one of the highest top secret clearances, Aquino, who authored Mind War. You have Michael Flynn, who I believe is a purposeful Satan worshiper, 40 years later articulating out Aquino's plan, while him and Val, uh, Valet, who is the co part co-author and pusher of Mind War, is sitting there playing patty cakes with Flynn, and Valet is going around in the Patriot Movement the last year, influencing everybody from that side. You got Flynn sending paramilitary people in, another controversial thing, which I cover, okay, on the other side, right? You got 1AP was on okay. the ground January 6th. 1AP was on the ground on January 6th. I know those yes. guys. What's wrong with 1AP again? What's, what's their deal? Lots is wrong. Lots is wrong. So first off, um, Robert Patrick Lewis uh, got caught trying to buy so uh, child so sex trafficking uh, back in 2016. I covered this about two, three weeks ago on my, my stuff. Um, it was a sting, a purposeful sting, ran by Dallas PD, where they used keywords specifically that attracted pedophiles off of uh, Backpage.com. So they'd use young, tight, fresh, these types of keywords. All right, Robert so hold Patrick on a second. Lewis, hold on, hold on. you gotta, you got to take yeah. a break from me. you got, you got to take a deep breath from me. So you're saying that Rob sure. Lewis, yeah, head of 1AP? Like, I know Rob. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I yeah. mean, he, go to clip he, artist, you can go to clipartistfilms.com right now. Click on the page that says Robert Patrick Lewis, and you'll see documents I published a couple weeks ago where he tried to buy sex and a blowjob from what he thought was an, uh, an underage girl based on the keywords he responded to in the ad. He got arrested for prostitution. Okay. And uh, there you go. Now, I find it really funky to get to the point is Mike Flynn, I have evidence that Mike Flynn directly controls or controlled 1AP. So you're trying to tell me, if you go to their website, if you've ever been on their website, Joe, if you want to sign up for 1AP, which is now morphing and changing names, you have to get a background check. Not only do you have to get a background check, dude, you have to load up documents, all kinds of stuff, because they say, well, we're being infiltrated. So you're trying to tell me Mike Flynn didn't do a background check on Robert Patrick Lewis when he's communicating non-government ops to him. So either Mike Flynn knew about it and just said, okay, I'll still work with the dude, or he didn't do the background check. Uh, I think they did a background check. Okay, so I'm looking at this, and we're sure this is the same Rob Lewis? Cause this is oh, absolutely the same. This is in 2016. Uh, it's been actually double verified as far as document verification. The case has been verified. And then inside the package itself, which we got through a, a, a source that gave us, us these paper, this paperwork through public records, um, Robert Patrick Lewis's uh, veterans uh, card is in the package with the Purple Heart um, status on there with his name. And then we compared a lot of other points on the documents, age, other things. It's him. It's definitely him. Okay, so this, no this says that it was a misdemeanor prostitution charge. Is that right? That's right. So, but what I want you to do, are you on the site right now? Check I that am. out, Joe. I am. Okay, so if you look at, let me get on there with you and I'll show you. Hold on. So if you scroll down I, mean, I, to, I have to tell you, I, I have a lot of friends that have done bad things and I spend my time working with incarcerated youth programs to try and get them a second chance. And so, I mean, I, I mean, it, I, I've yeah, never no, been, nobody, I've never found hurt. myself in trouble for any of this, but I, I don't know. I, I the, the scarlet letter part just kind of, I'm not, I'm not that guy. 
But well, this... I'm an investigative journalist that publishes what I find and that I don't yeah. candy kids and candy coat stuff. Let me read oh, yeah. them to you. Okay. One one six sixteen eleven thirty p.m. The Dallas Police Department conducted an undercover operation targeting online solicitation of prostitution on the website backpage.com. Yeah, Detectives created an yeah. undercover ad yep, in the escort section of the site backpage.com. Okay, I'll get to the point. The ad and arresting officer uh, posed the fact that she was young, using phrases such as petite, tight, fresh, and new. Arresting officer was listed at 20 years old. Now, they had a list over age on the ad, but it was known that these keywords for, were for kids. You know why I know this was known, these exact keywords? Because, Joe, when I, when I got this paperwork, I studied the Senate report. Right. Okay? The Senate report that took down Backpage.com. The same keywords. I remember that. That, that, was, a, that was a big day because it right. literally it, it destroyed an entire industry, which I thought was awesome. That's right. Especially that was, given that how many kids are. thing that happened. Yeah. Well, especially yep. how many kids are yep. coming up from Mexico, don't have Social Security numbers, don't have date of birth, don't have anything. Nobody's looking for them. Yep. And they end up in these, in mm-hmm. these rings. Well, to the point about the Scarlet Letter thing, though, and, and I hear you, man. I, I, yeah. People make mistakes. We're all, we're all imperfect. But at the end of the day, Robert Patrick Lewis showed up to buy a kid that day. He did. Or he would have responded to a different ad. Look, we're, look, I, 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 I laid my life down for Jesus back in 2017. Yeah. Okay? Before that, I was a sinful, heathen jerk. All right? If you're looking for a prostitute, you don't go search an ad that has keywords for kids. You just don't do it. You don't make the phone call, verify the ad, and then get in your car and show up. You don't, when you show up, when the officer interviews you, when you don't know they're an officer yet, you don't try and not clarify the age. You just go for the sex. So this guy gets caught doing this red-handed. It was a sting designed to catch child predators. RPL got caught in that sting and then goes out on social media for the next few years saying, oh, I'm fighting child sex trafficking. That's bullshit. Pardon my friends. It is, in my opinion. And for Mike Flynn to bring a guy like that in close, and, and we haven't even gotten to the part of what they do and what they've done to people in the last year. People might want to check out clipartistfilms.com Christmas Day. I'm breaking a huge story tied to that called Great Pretender Part 2. I've got a lot of stuff on, on the Flynn circle I'm publishing, and uh, it's, it's, it's important stuff for the public to know. Mike Flynn is a complete con man and, a, and an idiot. He's we're trying to convert about, the country. We're talking about Dave Hancock right now, though. So I got I got to keep focused, right? I got to keep focused, and okay, and, go ahead. And I mean, we're, we we when we go off in these, I, I mean, I only went off in this area because I know Rob Lewis, and so it's I'm yeah. I'm a little on the shocked side right now, but I mean, again, okay. I, I I don't I haven't gone down all the rabbit holes that you've gone down. All I know is that my shocked face yeah. started picking up some steam, right? That's it for part one of our expose on David Hancock with investigative journalist Gordon Rose. Stay tuned and listen to the second episode for the rest of the interview. And God bless you all.